Hey everybody, this is your girl Balance and I'm here with my partner Water and we're here for another episode. Did I did I introduce you this time? It's fine. You said it for me. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. Well, <laughs> but anywho, um, we're glad to be back for another week. How are you? I'm good. I got a burp. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have had that ginger ale. Um, I've been, I, I, I'm tired. Really? hmm Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it a good thing because... Tired is never a good thing. How is that good? Like if you're tired from doing great work or multiple different things that you're getting accomplished or is it just like you're just overwhelmed? It's not good. I mean, way. it could be. I don't know. I'm tired because I've been working. I had, ooh, excuse me, I'm sorry. That was so unladylike. I apologize. <laughs> it was coming and I couldn't stop it. Um, I had three events this weekend, so yeah. for my supper club, and yeah, I'm just tired, you know. What's your I mean, supper club? What you mean? Oh, what is it? Yeah, like, why? Why but, you did this? Because the people are listening, like a oh, supper club. What's what's that? So, the supper club is an exclusive dining experience that I offer locally here in Central Florida. That where I hire um, local chefs to do a four course meal with wine or cocktail pairings, and it's just like a little. It's it's an ex- I don't know. It's just like an uh elevated dining experience if you're a foodie if you just like different type of scenery i don't know it's it's a dope experience let's just say that <laughs> no because right now i can't think of the right words to say right. well this is a question I, i've actually been wondering in regards to your supper club so okay. how did how did you how do you get into inviting i guess a chef or a person to come like are these people you know Or do you actually reach out to different chefs that you research or how does that work? Yeah, I, um, I literally go on Instagram and I look up Orlando chefs, private chefs, I look up certain hashtags. I see who's been trending. So a lot of times some people have already used them and I just keep them in my roster of people that I need to reach out to. Gotcha. And nine times out of 10, they are completely down with doing it. You got some who is, you know too bougie <laughs> this is beneath them or you know they want to um set their own price mm-hmm. and i'm not for that because we're not about to charge people 300 dollars to come and eat right you know what right. i'm saying so um it's so a lot of times, sometimes that's what the main issue is, is how much they're getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. But most chefs, just because of the fact that they're given, um, I give them full range to curate their own menu. Mm-hmm. That enough makes them like, yeah, it's like, it's like me as a hairstylist when somebody sits down in my chair and is like, oh, do what you want. You know, you right. create, you take full range and advantage of that right. paid or not paid. So 
Um, well, you know, for me, I need to be paid each time, but <laughs> um, for them, it's just the, the experience of being able to, whatever they were thinking in their head to like, try something out, mm-hmm. like that's their time to do it. And, um, you know, nothing against the others, but you know, it's, right. it's a thing, you know, right. it's like you show out for your people. Right. Okay. Because was... the others come too. There's nothing, right. we have nothing against them <laughs> now would you ever use one of them like absolutely okay absolutely. it just happened to be that when i don't know if they just don't be on instagram or they don't promote themselves in that way maybe a lot of them are more like doing executive chef work in like hotels and and stuff like that but literally i've been open to anybody right. female, female any ethnicity and I just don't see them. Right. I don't see them on social. Sets. So it would have to be somebody who maybe recommends. Like I have mm-hmm. one chef come. They'll recommend me other chefs mm-hmm. that they know that may want to do the experience. So, um, but no, I, I don't see them. I don't know why we are on there so much. Mm-hmm. But I know definitely um, after or because of the pandemic, um, private catering and private chefs have become like a really big thing, and so I think we're just capitalizing on it. We're just the the one that's out showing, you know, showing I, out more than them. I think honestly, I think you have you made a great point. Um, the other ethnicities, um, predominantly white ethnicity ethnicities, <laughs> when they become chefs, they want to work at a big time restaurant as a chef. So that mm-hmm. becomes their job versus I think, you know, our culture for the most part, we want to start our own. And a lot mm-hmm. of times before we get our own restaurant or whatever we're trying to do, we will do privately. That way we can continue continue to make our own revenue and make our own schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the African-American culture is definitely all about food and like right. cooking for family and right. being, you know, that whole um, we give love through our food and like that's so... Um, the intimate setting mm-hmm. and all of that, it, you you can you could just tell through the chefs that they're so much more comfortable in those environments. Right. Um, us, um, but I'm open to anybody. Okay. Now, we'll see when it comes to like baking and that type of stuff. You'll see a lot of them with those type of things or like meal prepping, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. When it comes to like health health wise, mm-hmm. but just regular private chefs i i don't see them here gotcha. i'm sure in other cities there's plenty of them right just in central florida okay so have you ever run into a situation where you're in a space where you're not able to get anybody to join your supper club like as far as being a chef like say you're trying to do it every three months every four months and you just run into that block where you you're not having any new chefs come by or is it where you um, were had a, a issue with finding a chef i may now because i'm trying to do it monthly okay but um i don't mind repeating so i also give the chefs because now i, al- I have also introduced the brunch edition okay so i don't mind giving a chef the opportunity to do brunch one time and then doing dinner because those are two mm-hmm. different menus mm-hmm. um and the expectation is different for brunch than it is for dinner right. so um I, hopefully, if not, I'll be in there cooking. Y'all want some curry cooking? <laughs> <laughs> that that honestly be a dope experience. Um, as a thought, like 
I know you just bought it like a suite type situation for your supper club specifically. If like you have like a couple's edition where you may you may make the menu and you provide items and you know that'd be something dope. I do, I do like couples like or uh, even just or even just anybody. Not even like a cooking class, almost like Black Rock, that restaurant where they give you like the uh, and you just, like whatever it is. Yeah, just so, that'll be dope. Until somebody burns something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think about that stuff because I don't like cooking, but I, yeah. Until somebody burns something. Yeah, but that that's actually dope. Um, everybody, I have never been to one just because my <laughs> schedule conflicts. Um, mm. But I am excited. Once I finish coaching, which would be end of July, August, I'll be back to my normal schedule. Did you, so, did you hear that she's not going to be supporting until the end of July? I started this in 2018. 2019? 2018. But we had the pandemic the past two years. We did, and I wasn't able to do it. Yeah, I know. Right. But prior to that, I had, prior to the pandemic, I had had. We we don't have to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah. We can move on now. Let's just move on straight. Okay, I gotta ask you how you're doing. How are you doing? Oh, I really just get this conversation over with. No, you're fine. I'm doing great. Let's get into the topic, honestly, because um, I think you and I both are just over this whole subject. To be honest. Um, I mean, it's just it's just kind of over the top, and of course, everybody, we are going to be talking about this infamous Oscar slap, um, from Will Smith to Chris Rock, whatever the case may be. Um, I should have made a drink for this. Yeah, it. So I'm gonna let you start. Because, <laughs> because this this is why this is why because I have really strong opinions in regards to this. Okay. Um. And I think for me, I'm a very open-minded individual when it comes to this situation and my outlook on it. But Mm -hmm. there are so many people um, that's using their actual marriage and whatever agreement they have as far as them being in an open marriage or whatever the case may be. And they're trying to include it into this specific situation. And there's certain parts that shouldn't be included in my opinion. I feel okay. like there's a lot that that has been built up um, with Will Smith and his emotions. Yes, I, I will agree to that. But it's certain things like the blaming of Jay. Like it's so I'm gonna let you start so that I don't start rambling so I can redirect my thoughts on this one and make sure I stay on topic <laughs> once you hit whatever you hit. Oh, okay, okay. So what? So initially, what is your thought on the action and how it happened? So first of all, I actually do watch the Oscars. So for all those people who are like, who even watches the Oscars? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I am extremely disappointed in what happened. Um, I, I'm, I'm still in the shock of like the the audacity to just feel like you could get up in the middle of a broadcast and and do this in front of people. And I think I'm looking at it more from the, the perspective of, one, stop giving the others 
something to talk about when it comes to us in our community. There were so many, like that night for the Oscars was so um, important for our community down to who they allowed to produce the Oscars that night. Um, for those who don't normally watch, it was a lot of it was a lot of blackness at the Oscars, down to them having a a whole black choir when they did the memorial for those who. So this week, I would like to talk about the infamous slap um, from Will Smith to Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um, I want to just talk about your perspective on things, um, my perspective on things, and and just kind of see where this discussion leads us. Um, so l- please let me know your thoughts. Yeah. It's leading us to hell. (laughs) So I have a, okay. The Oscars is, what was I saying prior to? Jesus. Okay. You said that you watch the Oscars. Okay. I do. Yes. I watch the Oscars. A lot of people may not, but I do watch the Oscars. Um, Watching like, for me, it's it's more of a personal thing. My mom was very big into like award shows and stuff like that. We always watch them. And so that's what I do. Plus, I watch for fashion and hair. Mm-hmm. I'm in that industry, right? So um, it was very important. That, that And that night, Sunday night was very important for us as a culture because um, it was a black man that produced the whole Oscars. Oscars never done that before. Mm-hmm. Whole black film crew, two black females um hosting. They had a black choir, a real black choir. Like they was talking about Jesus and stuff. My ask was like, that's you know, that's mm-hmm. not a thing. And so I just felt like you know, Samuel L. Jackson received his um governor's award. There was just so much going on, so much greatness going on mm-hmm. for us. And I felt like this, not only did he slap Chris, but he kind of slapped us in the face because you took away from a night where a lot of people were watching. I know I was just to hoping that he would get his first Oscar, Mm -hmm. right? Like anticipating they're there for you. A lot of it, a lot of people were, those who are watching and you took all of that joy away from everybody with this, I don't, a child, like, I don't, I don't understand this bravado, this like, um, I'm a man, you have to watch, you know, look at me, I'm this big, strong man. So I don't get it. It, it was very disappointing to me. I have a lot of questions on what he, well, I, I don't have a lot of questions because I do know from his, um, autobiography he has stated many times of that him feeling weak as a man him feeling like he wasn't um a protector his mother used to get uh was physically abused by his father he never was able to protect her so there's all of these things of protection that he feel that he's he he's weak he's a coward that's the word he uses coward so i don't know if at now 50 whatever years of age is your time to get your street cred or get your, you know, I want people to see me and don't see me as a coward. Whatever that is internally that you're battling with, whether he, hopefully he's going to some type of therapy, all that misdirected anger, it just, 
I just wish there was another way. You could have sat in your chair and said whatever you had to say. Your your statement of keep your my wife's name out your fucking mouth, that was strong enough for everybody to understand. There was no extra that was needed. And I, I, I would think that being in the, the comedy realm, I mean, he's not a stand-up comedian, but the comedy realm, he, he does this type of stuff, that you would understand what comes with that. And everybody knows you sit in the front row, you're going to get heckled. They do it. They do that everywhere. It don't even, every award show, any comedy show, any, anything that that's just what happened. So I, I don't know why he felt that she needed to be protected. Did she give him a look that said, go slap him? I, I don't believe that that's what Jada was, would have done. I do know that for the rest of the night, they never showed her face. They never showed her reaction. They never, nothing. So I I don't know if she just gave him this look that said, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. So go do something. But even though that was not the time or the way to do it. Okay. And I commend Chris Rock for standing up there and trying to gather his self and his thoughts because I know everything and, and any man gets challenged like that in front of people is going to want to react regardless if regardless of his size regardless of his whatever they're going to want to react so the fact that he was able to compose himself not to um i commend that um i'm sure there's many times he said stuff to a crowd that didn't go over well and um People wanted to do something, but like I said, I, I commend him for staying for for keeping it together. Because ninety five percent of the people in that audience don't know that Jada has alopecia. Ninety five percent of the people in this world don't know that Jada has alopecia. So for the small ten percent in the black community that know that she has alopecia, you you can't you can't put that responsibility on that man to say he shouldn't have said something because of that. He made a so he didn't call her a bald headed hoe. He didn't say nothing about alopecia. He didn't. He just made a senseless joke, and it went way over. So whatever that whatever is in will to make him react like that, I I hope that he gets some kind of help because he can't go around smacking people because he smacked the right one. He may be from Philly, but I mean. I don't think he could have handled that really in the streets. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I, get, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I look at it a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I understand it's a big night. Will Packer, um, of course, is his first time producing the, the Oscars and the first time a black person has produced it. So it was something good for HBCUs for one because Will Packer went to FAMU. Um, it was big for the black culture, big for Will for his first time possibly winning the Emmy, me, um, Oscars, I'm sorry. And then Samuel L. Jackson with him finally winning something at the 103 films he, he's been in and all these roles he's had. Um, but when it comes to the Will situation, I personally took offense to that joke just because for one, Jada has openly expressed her insecurities with alopecia. She stated not just on the red table talk, but she's talked about it on Instagram 
on, on major platforms. And if you're a black person in Hollywood, you kind of know about the Smiths. They're, they're like a, a staple of in Hollywood. They're, they're a big deal. So if you're in Hollywood and saying you don't know something about the Smiths, it's kind of baffling to me. Now, if it's the regular person, I can understand that because you literally got to be following them to know that. But as a person in Hollywood, this is something that she's spoken about and that has been her healing. We've all seen that her healing has been speaking out via her podcast, via her red table talk, or whether it's via live, that is her therapy conversing to the world. Um, and, that, and that's one reason why I kind of, I guess, respect them in their honesty of whatever they may go through as a family in general, from their children to them um, and all of those good things. So me personally, when it comes to jokes, I'm a jokester. I love to have fun. But when it comes to medical conditions, disabilities, children, those are always off limits due to morals and values. I feel like that's first and foremost. People with disabilities, medical conditions, children, they have no control over anything they're going through or anything you see. Whatever they have going on, that's out of their control. I feel like jokes should be the basis of decisions you make or choices. So if I decided to shave my head and put a design in the side and it comes out, I look like Medea and y'all roast me for that. Uh, that's well within y'all rights because I made a decision to do that. Um, and it didn't, it didn't look the way that it should have looked. So be it put out upon the wit and next award ceremony. Now that if I have to cut my hair, because of a medical condition, whether I have cancer, alopecia, or whatever. She and does I'll be- not have to cut her hair because of alopecia. She stop. did. Everybody needs to stop saying that right now. I'm the hairstylist. I will tell you right now, you do not have to cut your hair because you have alopecia. I just want to put that out there real quick. Because I keep seeing that too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's plenty of people out here that have alopecia that don't cut their hair off. That's that's not a thing. You're, she chose to cut her. She chose to cut her. Right. Because of the way that it was falling out and she's expressed that. So you don't have to, but she cut hers because of that. And she's openly stated that. And for me, it's like, she didn't cut it because she said, I wanted a buzz cut. Whether she what, prior to. Huh? Go ahead. No, go ahead. no. What were you saying? No, no. Like, Okay. I was saying that she has she has cut her hair prior to that. Right. She has cut her hair off prior to the alopecia. Right. She cut it shorter because it it was long, and then she cut into like where she had the gold hair, and it was like a short on the sides, and you you know the the cute little style, the short little cute little style, and then that was that started falling out in proportion. So that's when she went longer until she can get it under control. So that's why she has the buzz cut. So that wasn't solely a choice of like. Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna rock a ball this month or or next few years. That wasn't solely her choice, and so for me, the comparison of GI Jane wasn't necessarily the best joke in my eyes. And for me, I took it as you're making fun and a mockery of an insecurity that she's openly stated about in a number of times in Hollywood, and you're making this joke in front of both of all of y'all peers which is everyone you work with, all these things. So whenever anyone makes a joke and I say, oh, he looks like Barney, everybody, when everybody makes a joke, they're going to look at that person and then think about whatever the comparison is and either laugh or not laugh, whatever they choose to do. So I felt like 
you made a mockery of what she was going through, what she's openly stated she was going through, how she felt about it. Even though it's not cancer, it's still a medical condition that she's sensitive about. And all of their peers are now zooming in as well as the world with cameras on this person. And for me, it's like, one, how dare you? It's not not like she just premiered her bald head today. So it's not, or not today, on on that day. Right. And now we're looking like we're, okay, everybody look at Jada. She's been bald and, or has cut her hair low. Um, And the fact that you assume that this man knows that this woman has alopecia is crazy. Then that then that then that means you assuming that everybody in the audience knew what he was talking about. I I I guarantee that most of the people when he made the joke had no inclination of the alopecia, but just related the bald head, Demi Moore, she her head is bald. That's it. Right. But my thing is she's openly stated it. If I've openly expressed it with the world, I, I feel this doesn't mean that I know. You can openly and, base something each person. Right. It, it may or may not, but this this is why I say this is how I took it. And so I felt like that joke was out of line. And if I'm in her shoes and will, and for Will, it's like she's like I said, she's openly stated her insecurities with losing her hair. With her, without being able to do what she wanted with her because of the improportion in it coming out. Will is the one that comforts her. Any insecurity that we have as women and we have a spouse or whatever, they see the raw and uncut of us dealing with whatever insecurity it is. Say we, we feel big, we just had a baby and we're looking at ourselves in the mirror. They're watching us cry. They're watching us, you know, break down inside because of whatever insecurity we have. They see the raw and uncut, whether we cry every night, whatever the case may be. And he saw, he knows that she's battling with this insecurity and she's starting to get to herself where she's okay that I have a shortcut because I have to, but I'm starting to rock it because I love it now. Not because I won't look right with a little bit more hair or my hair may not be the same length tomorrow after I took a shower and washed my hair. And so for another peer to make a joke with insecurity that I've watched my wife talk about publicly how much it affects her and behind closed doors she's probably battled with this and now my peers our peers are making a mockery and laughing at this I take it as hurtful and I can say if I was with a guy and he had an insecurity and any woman or any man made a mockery of anything he was dealing with I'm stepping now will I say that what Will did was right do I think the slap was okay that I I can't say but at the same time, I'm not one to judge on how a man or a woman choose to protect their spouse or stand up for their spouse or whatever the case may be. Just like some people feel like I'm going to stand up for my partner by shooting somebody. Is it the right decision in that, in whatever setting? Probably not. But I can't be the one to judge on how they choose to protect whomever they love or whoever they choose. And for me, when it comes down to the Oscars, that's just a name. I mean, I'm glad, I'm proud that a black person was able to produce it. I'm glad we were able to add, incorporate ourselves a little bit more in this one. But at the end of the day, this has always been a white person's ceremony, award show. I'm glad they're trying to include us. But at the end of the day, when that Oscar is sitting on the shelf, 
these people are wearing their suits home and they're doing whatever they're doing in their life. Is Will and Jada at home or whoever you and your partner at home dealing with whatever insecurities or problems that you have, that trophy is not going to comfort the pain that you do have. Those people in that room are not going to be the ones to pat you on the back and make you feel better after they laughed at the joke um, about a major insecurity that you've spoken about. And so for me, like I said, was it okay that Will slapped them? I can't really say for sure. I can't say that I would probably do that. I, I can't, I don't know. But am I going to judge him based on how he chose to protect his wife and her feelings and how she was embarrassed in that moment? I commend him for that. That's why for me, it's like what he did was standing up for his wife in my eyes. And I don't give a damn what the platform is. I don't care if it's at church. If someone disrespects somebody I love, whether it's my mom, my sister, a best friend, I'll cuss the pastor out. I'll lay hands on the first lady. Not saying that I'm that fighting is the answer. I'm absolutely not saying that. So, so at what point did he feel that it was disrespected before or after he laughed at the joke? Now that this is this has been a big debate on social media. For me, it's like and, wait, and how do you gauge mm-hmm. if your wife was just disrespected? <clears throat> so for me, like this is all opinion because of course we weren't we weren't there in that moment to actually gauge the 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 vibe between them two. So for me, I know I can only state for myself when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, especially in a major area, I tend to give this awkward smile and laugh, not like a a devious one. It's kind of like my mind is racing before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what was going on in his head, because when you scan the room at most award shows, everybody's smiling, laughing. And what Chris Rock did, he acknowledged Jada first. Hey, Jada, how you doing? Whatever the case may be before that joke even came. So most times, whenever someone acknowledges your wife, your partner, whoever you're sitting next to, you, you just, it's just a, it's a natural reaction to smile or kind of not whatever the case may be. And then it comes with a joke. That's now an insult. So once you get past that and then the joke comes in and it sits like, wait, they're talking about a person that I know is insecure about this situation. Now, now it's like, that's out of line. Now I can't say that's how it went, but that's just how I interpret it from the different clips that I did see between when he said that stated that joke and how the cameras showed Will and Jada, because everyone saying, Oh, Will laughed at the joke. He laughed. He, he didn't, in my opinion, that was not a genuine laugh where, Oh my God, this is a knee slapper. Oh my God. That was a good one. It was like a smile. Like, he's making fun of your wife so of course that's not i mean even when uh regina king made her you know her joke about them and their marriage or whatever Mm -hmm. that was that was no more less uncomfortable than the jada joke for me that wasn't insecurity their marriage they've stayed about they've talked about it and they've made that open to the public that whatever scrutiny comes it is what it is her insecurity and her speaking out about it was not to be made fun of. That's why I say any help. She has also put out videos saying she doesn't care about what people think about her hair. She doesn't care what people. So I, I don't, I don't know. How, that, that's my, my thing is how are you gauging? Because now there's going to be this very blurry line and this 
like misconstrued um, perception of what protecting your woman is. I don't want that type of protection. That that's stupid. That's I don't want that. <laughs> there is there's a time and place, and there's certain things that that deem like, oh, okay, yeah, you see somebody's attacking mm-hmm. me. Somebody's there's things that are very clear. Like, yeah, you're supposed to protect me in those type of situation. Us sitting at our award show and you make a joke. I I don't I don't see you taking off and doing what you did where you can jeopardize so many things as a way of protecting me. One one thing is Jada is very strong. She is like you said, she's very vocal. She says what she needs to say when she needs to say. Trust and believe. If she felt a way, she's not the type of woman, because she's also very classy. So she's not the type of woman who would have shouted out something crazy to him. Right. But best believe that she saw him at the after party, <laughs> Jada would have had to say whatever she needed to say. Mm-hmm. Or, and even though Will could have said whatever he needed to say. It's the-, the slaying of, because not only, I feel not only did you disrespect you know, you feel like she was, but you disrespected yourself by doing that, by being that, like that, that's just. And, and, and then another, and then another point I had, it's like, if Denzel Washington and his wife was in the front row, that joke wouldn't have been made if she had a low cut. See, I, I, I really believe that because Denzel Washington but has. Denzel Washington's wife is not famous. But it, but like you said, but like you said, Jada is famous. So. No, but but even then, you said like we just like you said earlier, when you're on the front row and there is a comedian, no one is really off limits. So if if, yeah. if Denzel Washington's wife, regardless of the comedian or not, she was on the front row, she had a shortcut. That joke would not have been a joke because Denzel has already set the precedence for what can no, or cannot I, be. Dis- I think it's, it's the fact that. That he his wife is not famous. I don't I don't think famous has any. I, I do think that it has to do with it because he Jada is a figure. Mm-hmm. Will is a figure. Denzel's wife comes out to the show and that's to the to the to the red carpet mm-hmm. or to the the award show and that's it. She's not a person. So making a reference to her, people wouldn't it wouldn't even do anything. So, people, people wouldn't even know who she is. So. It's okay. So what you're saying is it's okay if you're famous to make a mockery of a health condition. No, I'm not because you Okay, so this whole health condition thing like I'm a stylist. Listen, I know women who have alopecia mm-hmm. who cry in my chair all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Literally, I'm not making I'm not um undermining whatever she has been um diagnosed with right Mm -hmm. but jada's sliver of a spot right here that we're making this this thing about takes i feel like it takes away from the people who are really suffering but but this is but that's but that's based on your scale of how a person should be affected based upon the worst that you've seen as a hairstylist because you see the worst of the worst i've seen from i'm i've seen from as my new as her situation is to as how as right back and, and and that's what I'm saying, but that's on your scale. So even though like 
you, you, your insecurity may be, you don't like your nose. You may go in the, in the mirror every morning and honk it like a, like a, like a clown because it bothers you, but you may have a perfect nose to everyone else. It may not be big to everyone else, but for you, this is a major insecurity. And so even if my nose is bigger and you tell me this is insecurity, but I come up to you and say, yeah, yours is, it's, it's not that big. I mean, mine's even bigger. I mean, I get what you're saying, but my point is, and I made this on social media when I had this debate with someone else. Yes, alopecia can be bad for others, but no one can judge how someone feels about their own insecurity, whether it's one slither, whether it's the whole thing. Either- I'm not, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that everybody else mm-hmm. has overprojected this alopecia. I'm not saying she did. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it, it just seems like it's being blown into this whole Jada hair fell out because she had cancer and she got 15 toes. It's like it's like it's being over projected by society because we're trying to now justify why this man did what he did. We're using that to justify the behavior. But we don't at the end of the day, we don't even really know if that is the reason that because Will slapping. Chris has really has nothing to do with Jada and it had nothing to do with her hair. I think really and truly it did not. So this whole, the protection, the protection, I, I get what his little speech was about, but because that speech was going to be given regardless. Um, but it's, it's way deeper than Jada's alopecia. I feel like also that that slap came from, you know, the pot that, you know, it just kind of boiled over from even the, him being a meme from the whole situation with August Alcina and his face being a meme for everything now. I feel like he feel emasculated, almost like you stated before in his audio book about him feeling like a coward. And true enough, they they have an open book when it comes to their life. They talk about their marriage, their family, all, their open book. And you have the world constantly using you, you as a meme saying how weak of a person you are because they don't understand your marriage or whatever you got going on. And so that's constantly building up. You can't really say anything. Who are you going to say something to? Because it's the world now, not just one people, not just a community that that is mocking you. And then you have someone that is mocking you in front of your face or your wife. If he felt like, okay, this is this is enough. Like the world's doing it, and then now I'm at an award ceremony. You're gonna do it in front of my face, disrespect my wife. So at this point, now it's like it's it's a boiling up point. That's how I took it. And that's why I say this wasn't the no, only situation. Like somebody is like, if you're like on them, like a constant ragging, right? Like you know how comedians will start and then they'll keep going because <clears> once they start getting the laughs from the audience, now they want to keep going, keep going, keep going. It was a reference and it was a moving on. So I don't understand like how quick the shift was from just that one thing. That's what I'm saying. There has to be some other type of trigger or trauma that's coming from within inside him to do that. It's, I know. I, I know you're saying the people were talking about this Jada's fault. Yeah, like I, I, I just hate that they're trying to make it. And I think it comes from a place of ignorance where I'm seeing that from, um, because. What they're saying because of all the stuff that she did in their marriage that that's the reason why he snapped. Right. And how she has a hold on him and why she she's the one that created this monster inside of him to cause him to snap. Even you have Plies, who is a rapper stating, oh, I'm not standing up for nobody or protecting nobody that's fucking someone else. 
they have an open marriage. So it's like they're, they're but they have an open marriage. Uh huh. They they've never stated that they had an open marriage. Everybody, well, everybody. It's a it's a no. It's a it's a. <laughs> Problem, right? Because no, that's an unspoken. It's unspoken, but everyone should know. If, if anyone's done their research with Hollywood couples, they have an open marriage. But just because they don't come out to the world and say, "Hey, look, we have an open marriage," just as much as you said that they're so vocal and they're so transparent and all that, they have never said that. And really and truly, if they came out right now and said that they did, or not even now. Mm-hmm. Prior, say prior to the August Alcina situation, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody would really be pressed about it, right? Because 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 uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like because, because we already kind of already all assumed that right. that's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be a no shocker, right? It would just be like, oh, they finally admitted that all this time that's what had been going on. So with the August Alcina thing happening. It was like, well, damn, y'all still not going to admit if you're in this world, right? Mm -hmm. They state they don't have an open marriage. Okay. You don't have an open marriage. So if you don't have an open marriage, now all these things that people were saying about Will being a punk, how could he let his wife do this? Mm -hmm. Even though people are like, oh, well, he agreed to it. All of these things. Mm -hmm. It it makes it kind of like solidifies what people are saying when it would just be so much easier and you don't owe anybody anything, right. but it would just be so much easier to be like, we have an alternative marriage. We make decisions as things go. We do mm. what we please and, we, and it's no, it's nobody's business. Right. But at no point have you done that. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's assumption is they have an open marriage? This is what they do. This is, you know, you, you don't ever hear like swinging with them, but you definitely hear open marriage, right? right. Meaning you could go do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's why she had this relationship. So it's, it's like you could shut down certain things, mm-hmm. but in certain areas, you're very transparent, but then don't want to like really call a thing a thing. It's like you, you can't play both. Either you're going to be transparent and just say it because the means of will didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. That red table talk didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. August Alcina didn't have to get that upper hand mm-hmm. and kind of embarrass you guys as a uh, as a unit. Mm-hmm. If you had just kind of just made reference to what it what this is, and y'all it's none of y'all business. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this is what we do, and that's it. Because if you hear anything from going forward, people be like, "Well, we already know they have an open marriage." Yeah, right. so. But anybody coming out to my, yeah, I had sex with Will, or yeah, I had sex with Jada, we were in a relationship, you'd be like, yeah, we know, because they have an open marriage, right? <laughs> no shit, she's like, you're not going to get no clout off, off of that. Right. right. Okay, now if you said you and Will and Jada was doing things together, hold on, y'all doing threesomes too, that's different. <laughs> you can't say that. Right. But... It's kind of just like how people feel with T.I. and Tiny. You kind of just know that that's what they do. But they don't say. But that you. But no, I don't think. I've only seen one black couple or ever heard of one that came out and actually stated that. And that was, I want to say, Kelly Price and her husband in her last marriage. Before she moved on and they got divorced or whatever. She finally she was like. Oh, didn't. Um... Or was that Monique? 
Okay, it was Monique. It was Monique. Um, okay. Stated that her and her husband had been together for so many years or whatever. And that was shocking, right? Because of how much she talks about how much her marriage and she honors him and he's and, daddy or whatever she calls him and all that. That was like, oh. And, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when it comes to black people, you don't really hear about them openly saying, oh, I got an open marriage. You just, like even with, mm-hmm. like you said, Tiny and, um, and T.I., we know how they get down. Everyone's heard the stories, you know, but they haven't come out and said it and stated it, even when they had the whole situation. If they did come out right now and say, Yes, this is what we do, right? Wouldn't be surprised, right? But even then, it's like for me with Will and Jada, like, even if they if they never come out and publicly say they have an open marriage, right? I feel like even attacking Will or even Jada about what they choose to do or what they don't do, they decided to make it work. If she did cheat, say she really did cheat. Right, and it wasn't over marriage. He decided to take his wife back. That is his damn choice. Hell, we take we take people back all the time, and we ain't married. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how, how I just hate how the the world is, or even everyone is blaming her for being a trigger for him when it's like prior to it hitting us. Mhm. 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 Because now because it's taking because I think I think the August Alcina situation, it took the spotlight for it kind of defined them as a couple. Like we knew they were married, we knew they were this powerful, but it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. It, it took away from this happy marriage that we had, even though we got what we got going on. This is now exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And him until right. Mm-hmm. And thank you. And, and and that's that's my whole point. Like, and that's why it's like I cannot be like was hitting another person, whether it was black, white, Puerto Rican, whatever, was that the right solution? I can't say for sure, but at the same time, if he felt like that's what he needed to do to protect his wife in that moment and feel like, you know, I need to step up as a man and protect my wife, I cannot blame him. I understand is what I stated. Okay, in what sense? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I, I know another thing that they are scrutinizing her in regards to is when she made the statement on the Red Table Talk about her um, not being, I guess, being sexually bored. Yeah, yeah, come to that extent. And it wasn't a sense of her. And 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 it makes it seem like she's this this person up here. Right. 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 I I gotta make a statement. I gotta address it at least. And and that's and that's what this power Right. Right. And and that's why it's like I feel like her therapy is communicating, being open, right? She, she, a lot of her things that she goes through, how she feels like we may go to therapy behind closed doors because we don't want nobody to know about shit we got going on. We need healing. And, and that's why I was going to say, like, her therapy is. Right. Because this is part of your healing, but I haven't even healed and addressed it. And I, I honestly want to know, like, do they discuss this before she talks? Like, when she states, okay, this is what I'm talking about on the red table this Friday or whatever. Like, and, and that's and that's why it's like, I, right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> but I ain't saying what I cheated on you last summer. <laughs> right. 
Everything has gone the way it's gone because she's being transparent in regards to her aspect of things, but he's kind of put in the sense because he's a part of her. And now he has to answer those questions. And I feel like just that August Alcina situation started and everything since then, because when she started the red table talk, there wasn't much like, yes, she was open about their life, but it wasn't a lot of juice. But that was the first trigger where it's like, oh, this is not the Will Smith and Jada that we thought. They were like it was room. Mm -hmm. So we can discuss this in front of the world so they can see us addressing it. Right. Publicly at the <laughs> Hurry up, get in here so they can say we talked about it in front of the world. Like this, and I really, I really thought, I really think that they thought that that was going to end the speculations between everyone. But I think that because the world's so judgmental when it comes to women, the women are heavily scrutinized when it comes to infidelity or anything related to being with another man. Right, right. So that's why they have not let it go. That's why anything that happens with with Will with in a negative light because they see him as this happy guy this actor, they incorporated, well, she's the cause behind us. And I feel like that is what's wrong. And that's why he feel like he needs to protect her because it's like, no, she's not the cause of me as a man. She, and now you guys are overshadowing me as a man and saying that she's the reason for me. She's the reason why I react the way I react. Maybe I, exactly. And it's like, I'm my own man. Right. 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 And exactly. And that's why I, I just hate it that they're making it seem like, because even if she gave him a look or she did not, and they're saying, oh, Jada should have stopped him. The way Will got up, it wasn't like he ran up there, but he got up and walked up there. You don't know what the fuck he's going to do. No one would have thought when he went up there, he was going to slap Chris Rock. No one thought that because he walked up there calmly. So I don't think there's anything she could have said. Like, and and honestly speaking, the reason why, the reason why I say it, like I feel like that laugh that people are saying he laughed at the joke, it wasn't a genuine laugh. Is because I'm a Libra, and when we're in uncomfortable situations or we're dealing with something, and our mind is going before, our mind is is racing before we can really react. This anger or whatever we have can be projected. A lot of times, me personally, I just sit and look. It's not like a devious look. It's almost like almost like a shock look before I react. So a lot of times, I always smile. I always laugh. Huh? 
Right. He was, he was already, he already had the smile and he just got up and he calmly walked up there. So, I mean, it could, it could very well, like you could be very right where his personal issues from him growing up and it just boiling over, like, and having all these triggers now with the world scrutinizing their marriage and him and, and more than ever, because before it was like, they're, they're that black couple. You, Yeah, the Laverne, was it Laverne Cox? Asked about entanglement. Yep. If he would have did that, he would have lost everything. Like he's worth three hundred and fifty million. Now he's good. Now he he gonna get past this one. But see, even but even that situation, it was more so like it was a disrespectful comment, but it wasn't something that wasn't already discussed as far as like. Open discussion that they've had because it's like, so how's the entanglement situation going? I can't remember how she, how Laverne asked the question. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and crazily enough, it's almost like what happened with Tiffany Haddish at the go at the Oscars last night when she had the Dolce and Gabbana gown on. I seen an interview with a white lady. I don't know who the interviewer was. Yeah, like the costume change, like she had to make it no like She did very well. She read her professionally. <laughs> she's she's not my type of comedian. That's what I'll say. It, she's one of those comedians that's just loud. You know what? They try to find humor in being loud and obnoxious. It's it's not really a joke. Like I can I can go out anywhere and then I can joke about these shoes and everybody's gonna die laughing. She's not one of them. She needs a script so she can add her personality, her obnoxiousness to it to make it better. Even on girls' trips, she was not a funny character, but it was just like obnoxious. She was loud. She was like the loud friend out of that girl's trip group. You got Queen Latifah. Right. Right. Because it was like you got three other characters that were more so a serious kind of, it was a funny movie, but they were more of a serious act. You got Queen Latifah. You had Jada Pickett um, 
And Regina, right, Regina Hall. So Regina Hall is that kind of calm, funny. Yeah, she's funny. She she's the calm, funny where I can hit you with a one liner and you're gonna laugh. You got Queen Latifah, who's she can hit you with a one liner and it's gonna be funny, but she's more of a stern, like I'm gonna be the positive friend. And you got Jada Pickett, who's the more mature person. She may say one or two things and it may catch you like, oh, that was kind of funny. And then you got Tiffany Haddish in the movie, who's like the young, obnoxious, and annoying friend that's broke that you take on the trip. That's that, that's what her role was. I don't I don't think that's ever going to change for her, to be honest. And honestly speaking, I applaud um, the weighing brother. I forgot which one, Marlon or Sean. I forgot which one it was when she asked why he never wanted her in in any of his movies because you know he made movies for Netflix or whatever he chooses to do now. And he was like, I just don't think your type of comedy fits into my type of comedy, which is very, it's very true. Their style of comedy is not her style of comedy. Meaning like you wouldn't be funny for our role. You're loud and obnoxious. Ours is like doing things that's funny. Right. That's why like you've seen her in the movie High School with Kevin Hart. He's not a funny comedian where he's going to make light of whatever someone has going on and make you laugh hysterically. He's one of those comedians that's going to make you laugh by talking about his family or something he went through. That's his type of funny. He's not, he can't go on comic view or stand up and strictly talk about anything that's happening in today's time or someone in the crowd. That's not his type of funny. He has to talk about something that he's already experienced. Exactly. He, that's his type of comedy. And so she was allowed in that movie with them together. He was the calm kind of one-liner, you know, like weird funny. She was the loud, obnoxious funny. It was just like a movie to watch. It wasn't nothing like I can watch it a million times. No, it was like a... A legend. <laughs> who, who, who put her up and said, I want her in this film? I wonder if they're trying to make it like Kevin Hart's movie or his Netflix like three, four episode little series thing um, that he made with Wesley Snipes where it was really good. So he pretty much kind of plays himself, but he doesn't. So what I'm what I mean by what I mean by that is that he doesn't say that I'm Kevin Hart, but you can tell that from the start of it that he's playing him, Kevin Hart. That's not his name in the movie, but he's playing as a famous comedian who's made it to the top. And he has his brother who is just like a misfit that he's been trying to take care of, get on the right track. And they go through these series of incidents where the brother pretty much was trying to extort his brother or set him up to get money from him, but inadvertently by making him feel like he murdered someone. Right. I mean, but but this movie was good because it made you feel like you were... Because it made you feel like you were 
you were in the life of Kevin Hart. Like this could have been a possible real experience. It gave you a serious tone. Like it had funny moments in there, but this is the first time Kevin Hart wasn't a jokester. Yeah. It was almost like, Oh, okay. He's a real person outside of the jokes. He's showing you the insides of his life outside of, you know, being a comedian. So, I mean, that was good. Yeah, she's she she's not my type of funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, um Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they would have said mental health for him just because they would have used his antics going on forward, or maybe they would have, um, just because of the situation with Kim Kardashian and him, you know, kind of inadvertently, um, threatening Pete Davidson and stuff like that. I know, because I think that's why he wasn't invited to the Oscars was, but, oh, the Grammys. That's what it was. The Grammys. Yeah, they. Because of his actions prior, leading up to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, see, that's, I think, that's what's going on now. Um, they're stating they are going to, they could possibly, they're reviewing to see if they can possibly take his. His Oscar, me personally, just my opinion, I feel like that is not a good reprimand, maybe suspended for five years from coming because he won that award for his acting. It, it was, it's rightfully his. Yes. Yes. Right. And I feel like taking that away is kind of trying to discredit his acting skills, which had nothing to do with this situation. I feel like a more viable situation may be like, look, you can't come to any more, even if you're nominated in the future, if they say you could never come back to the Oscars again. You know, it, it maybe maybe that be, that may be a repercussion, or you may say the next five years, no matter what acting gig you get, you cannot come, you are suspended from coming to the Oscars. I can I can agree with something to that extent. Now, are they are they under the same umbrella, like the Oscars, all those different awards? Like, are they kind of with the same people? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mhm. Mm I, I, yeah, I would say 
you can't really if, because my my question was was it like did they have the same board but different ones because if yeah because if they had the same umbrella then I would think that that would be a justifiable suspension where you can't go to any of them because we're all one umbrella but if it's different under different umbrellas like the Oscars Globes and whatever whatever the case may be then each one have to make their own decision um, for me it's like. Um, he no, he said he's not. He's not pressing charges. And for me, if I was Chris, right? For me, no, because it's like for what? Like, do you think he's gonna? For me, if, if I'm Chris Rock, I'm like, do I think he's gonna punch me every time he sees me? If if that's how he feels, then I can res I can understand that. But me personally, if I was in Chris Rock's situation, I don't think I would be in the situation of restraining order season where he says. Every time I see you, I'm gonna beat your ass. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, right. They, they, they. They, they've already been trying to scrutinize him. And that's another thing that I do not like. Um, I've been seeing him trying to scrutinize him and lower him like, oh, he's a loose cannon now. He's been around 50, 60 years, however old he is. And he had no blemishes to where he's been violent, been bad, whatever the case may be. And now I feel like they're trying to paint him as this black guy. And I've even seen some people refer to him as a rapper because now you know how they try to give you a negative connotation by lowering you to a rapper. And it's like, and I'm like, I'm like, he's a fucking, he's a fucking actor before he, his goddamn song, Welcome to Miami. He, he, that, that's what I'm saying. He ain't even no real rapper, but they're trying to, that's how you denounce a black man. And for me, it's like, regardless of who tried, and, and I feel like, but, but, but even for me, the people that have tried to denounce him as like a rapper has been black folks that have tried to have panels. And I think one of them was the lady on The View. And it pissed me off because it's like, you know more than anything when any black person makes a mistake. How I don't, I forgot what, I don't even watch The View, but I seen her name and I watched a little clip. Yes. They say she has bad, she be wearing bad wigs. Um, but it's like, you know how hard it is. Huh? Okay, because I, I I don't I don't watch her. I've never seen her, but that's how they describe her—the one that wear the bad wigs. That that's what they say about her. Um, but it's like you know you know how hard it is for any black person, whether it's white, black, I mean black, Puerto Rican, any of the dark ethnicities. Whenever you do one thing wrong, the white people are already going to scrutinize us. We know that's coming, but I think it's extremely right. But for another. African-American or ethnic group to do the same because of one situation. Like, uh, granted, what he did was not the best situation. I can agree to that. But to make it seem like this is now the state, this is bigger than his whole career and now he's over and done with. But it's like, you got all these other celebrities that's beating on their girlfriends and wives knocking teeth out, um, yeah. leaving them out, whatever the case may be. Because Mm -hmm. Right. Right. 
for 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 white for white America, and I expect that from white America, but from Black America, that is what I do not like. Like I, I, you can touch on the topic, you can discuss, you can say how disappointed you are, but to try to denounce him like this this um this violent rapper, what the fuck? You you're, you're trying to tear him down at that point, in my opinion. That's how I felt about it. You can't take away his accomplishments as a man. You can be disappointed. You can state how he should have kept his damn hands to himself. I get all of that. But to try to tear him down as a black man now, if he was to come on and talk about every last one of the women on the view of the people that spoke on him negatively and said, you were nothing before this panel, this and that. Now you're going to be like, oh, he came at me. He made me cry. No. I have no problem with black America discussing this. That's not the issue. It's how you refer to anybody black. Um, now when it comes to white America, I'm ex- Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Mhm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and let's move forward. <laughs> Mhm. Mhm. Right. And you and you can't discredit him as an actor. He's one of the best actors. You know, you got the Denzel Washington, you got the Samuel Jackson, Will Smith up there, James. Like, you can't take no matter who they bitch slap. And, and, and my thing is, is, yes, it was possibly wrong on how he handled that. But one situation does not define anybody, whether it's a black actor, whether it's a white actor. And that's why I feel like the black community bothers me more than it does the white people, because the white I, I expect them to look at everything we do. I expect them to scrutinize everything we do. He could have wore the wrong shoe and they're going to say, look how tacky he looked. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're looking for that. But for the black community, I feel like you can discuss it. You can say how disappointed you are. But at the same time, he's been nothing but a stellar individual for the community and anybody else in the realm. And and I real I will say that I love, I love, I love, I love Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry for talking with him in that situation. Because in my eyes, if they would not have went and talked to him, it would have made it seem like no other actor was agreeing with him, even the blacks were against him and what he did. Like, if it would have been anybody else that was new and trying to break into the acting world, they would Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. They still... Right. And that's... And that's... And... And... 
right? And and that's what I'm saying. Like they talked to him, the figure of whatever situation, not, but for it, if no one would have talked to him, it would have made it look like Will Smith is a, a loose cannon. They would have made this narrative. He's a loose cannon and no other actor wants to be associated with him. Not even the blacks want to be associated with him. And then you got the black news uh, stations or talk shows and podcasts talking down to him. Even though Will Smith is, he's going to still get his acting gigs. He's not going to lose that. He's not going to get blackball. I, I feel like the, Right. He's accomplished everything he's needed to accomplish from TV shows. He's probably going to get into producing. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that for me at least um I I don't think that he like disappointed his family by his actions. I don't think he let them down by whatever he displayed. I think more so than anything, like they going to stand by him. Like that's my dad. I'm going to stand by him. That's my man. I'm going to stand by him because at the end of the day, um, my thoughts are going to stand on in regards to her having alopecia and them seeing probably most likely their mom behind closed doors and that insecurity that she has. And 